Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. This is Yes Hapstein, Narcissistic Abuse Life Coach. Today, we'll be talking about the Narcissistic Family Unit. And to begin, the Narcissistic Family Unit differs from healthy families in that uh, everyone has an equal say in healthy families. Everyone feels respected, loved, seen, cared for, and accepted. In narcissistic abusive families, there is a narcissistic abuser who has taken control of the unit and essentially has recruited everyone to feed them their sense of entitlement, their sense of self, and their ego. So the individuals who are in this family unit are forced to do away with their own personal will and comply to the narcissist's will. So everyone is serving the will of the narcissist. Now, if this seems like a almost like a godlike power, it, it certainly is. And, and you see this in cults oftentimes where everyone is forced to give up their sense of self and will uh, in order to comply to the, the cult leader. Um, and narcissistic family units, strikingly, are similar to to cults if you do the research, and I'm not going to go into it now specifically, but there are so much simila- so many similarities, uh, and most notably the fact that there's one person who is dictating the terms and conditions of reality and life, and everyone else is, 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 is seen as a rebel if they were to say otherwise. Now, in narcissistic family units, there are roles. Everyone has to play their role. Their roles are designed and given uh, based on how the narcissist sees the value of each individual, so they will project based on their own insecurity and how they see this child or the partner, uh, how they see how usually how they trigger the parent. So for example, if the parent is being triggered by one individual uh, they to, and making them feel, maybe reminding them of, of, of the past hurts or wounds by somebody else who is similar in that way, they will take on the scapegoat role and they will be shamed and guilted for no reason other than that just being a trigger of that those past uh, experiences. Now, if in the case of, let's say, the golden child, the, the, the parent will see a, ch- a child as as having value, has ha- making them feel good about themselves, project onto them a sense of uh, trophy-like existence, and they will become the golden child. So the the there's absolutely zero respect with the narcissistic abuser there's no boundaries and if there are boundaries it's completely disconnected there's no it's no there's no gray area they either uh, enmesh with their children creating almost like a, a an identity theft or there's a extreme disconnects where they're just neglected and, and totally rejected um Parents, the narcissistic parent does not respect their kids, does not respect themselves, certainly not their spouse, uh, and they are simply using and exploiting everyone for personal gain. So I'm going to go into some of the roles that are played in narcissistic family units. Now, there's many different opinions on, on, on the specific roles, but the idea is is that every role that's created is is done based on how the narcissist sees the individual. So for in, the, in, in the role of the scapegoat, any negative projections, any negative feelings created from any child will then uh, force them to be the scapegoat. Now, the, 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 the roles can switch at any, at any time. For example, a scapegoat child, if they work hard enough to become worthy, they might turn into the golden child. Uh, and, and the golden child, which is the next role I'll talk about, is, is takes on the positive projections. So they're seen as, as special, as, as, as making the family look good, making the narcissist feel less than shameful. Uh, and this is usually a talented, gifted, uh, very hardworking, and smart, uh, just a lot to offer, a lot to show, showcase uh, to ultimately hide the pathology of the family of origin. There is the enabling spouse, the codependent spouse or the broken, broken, really just defeated partner who um, who cannot please the, please the narcissistic abuser. They will simply just allow 
um, the the narcissistic abuser to just kind of ream them over and just completely control them. Uh, they will be, in some sense, they will be trauma bonded and helpless to do anything. Uh, the next uh, role will be the, the forgotten child, the lost child. Uh, this one is just has nothing to offer. Uh, they're not a threat to the narcissistic abuser. They don't trigger them. They just kind of don't exist. They're ignored. They're, they're, uh, this child actually has the highest chance of, of surviving because they're able to avoid any form of – they're able to kind of hide them, themselves and, and away from the narcissistic abuser and spare themselves from being wounded and, and forced into a role. There's the mascot child, which is like the, the jokester, the, the one who uh, tends to um, make the family uh, you know, kind of – Ease things, ease the tension by making jokes or just kind of being a clown. Uh, then there's the hero child, which is the one who, uh, similar to the golden child, but I'd say the hero child is more of a, a you know, uh, working tirelessly to keep the unit together so that the unit doesn't doesn't fall into chaos, which it, it already is. But but this child has kind of taken on this role uh, to to kind of save the, the whatever's left of this uh, this unit. Uh, like I said, roles can change at any time on a whim. The narcissistic abuser is deciding whenever they want to uh, whether you know who who gets what role. So they can change at any time based on how they feel. Uh, everyone is living in terror of triggering up the the narcissistic abuser, and therefore uh, there's no peace. There's no sense of calm and, and and ability to to get comfortable in a role because that role can be taken away. It can be switched up, and the the, the terror that everyone lives in of becoming the scapegoat child, uh, even the golden child will be terrified of losing his role. Everyone is terrified of the treatment the scapegoat child gets, so therefore they're forced to just do whatever they could to not be the scapegoat child. Everyone suffers equally in their own right, um, but um, the scapegoat child certainly, I would say, uh, suffers uh, more, mostly because they are just the, the target, the walking target uh, on their back. Uh, where the narcissistic abuser just shoots bullets, whatever negative projections they have onto them. Nar narcissistic parent always has a favorite. Um, they choose favorites. Uh, what they do oftentimes is they f manipulate the family unit to become their role by promising goodies and love, which they don't have. They don't have the ability to love. There's no such thing as love with narcissistic abuse. They don't love themselves. There's certainly no loving of other people. But the narcissistic parent um, chooses uh a favorite, and then what they do. This is you know the golden child, and and what they do is they will kind of stir up sibling rivalry, so that everyone's competing and running after this carrot on a stick of love, which doesn't exist. It's completely and entirely fake, uh, but they're certainly able to fake empathy, fake love, fake compassion, and 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 the child. Everyone kind of buys into this unconscious you know program where everyone you know we. If we're good enough, if we do things right, then mom or dad will love me, and 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 it, just, it obviously does not ever end in love because, like I said, there is no love. So it's a scam, it's a con job, which works effectively mostly because children of narcissistic individuals are born into this unit. So you really have there's no options of to, of doing anything else. I mean, you, you, the terror of being abandoned for this child will will make it quite impossible to even uh, think about not playing their role. So playing the role is they're hostages of. Of childhood, they're hostages of these narcissistic psychological prisons of 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 the uh, of the narcissistic abuser. So it's it's it is absolutely crazy making when you're living in this unit because 
the unit, the, the narcissistic family usually looks fantastic. Oftentimes you'll hear, oh, I didn't know your family was, was this way. They look great. Uh, you'll, you won't be believed if you try to speak out. Uh, if you do speak out, you'll be labeled crazy by the narcissistic abusers, abuser and then the whole family unit as well. Uh, they'll probably spread, spread rumors about how terrible of a human being you are if you decide to go you know, no contact or just get distance. So this is certainly uh, under, uh, something that happens with narcissistic uh, abusers. Um, or I should say that those who decide to, to, to not play their role, they will be negatively reinforced and punished, threatened, and uh, and bullied back into that role. So to heal, to, to, to move on out, or I should say move on past be, growing up in such a unit, is firstly to, to come out of the denial. With narcissistic families, there's a massive denial, and there's these un conscious messages that are flying around that no one talks, no one says, we don't make, we don't want to address the massive elephant in the room that, that there's a perpetrator here causing us to do this. We suffer in silence. Um, coming out of denial is number one. Uh, understanding that you're living in a false projection and realize that it has very little to do with you and there's no love at the end of the stick. There's no working towards love. You don't work towards unconditional love. You Unconditional love is not conditional. So therefore, this idea that if my, if I will do this and that and become this and that and become enough, then I will get the love that I always wanted is a is a total uh, total lie. So we need to come out of that that denial stage. Um, we have to um, remove. You know, oftentimes we have to walk away from family of origins like this. We need to get distance. We need to um, we need to um, just you know if you if you want to you not necessarily go no contact. Oftentimes it's important to do that because you're you're just not able to get the boundaries and respect that you deserve. But but if you're able to maintain a relationship, then you know that might be okay. I mean that, that's obviously a choice that uh, the 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 individual would need to make themselves. But oftentimes, you know, getting distance at least for a short period of time so you can figure yourself out and get and understand what's going on and, and do the healing work that's necessary. Um, but ultimately speaking, if you are being if you're being attacked or, or people are coming after you oftentimes if you try to walk away from an narcissistic family unit you'll be attacked they'll come after you they'll send people after you they'll spread rumors so if that's the case sometimes you absolutely need to cut ties uh, it's important to do that with support uh, a therapist a group of friends people who can help you uh, identify that uh, or i should say support you while you go through while you while you build yourself back up and heal uh, that's extremely uh, an important thing to have uh, because it is a lonely journey leaving a family unit, especially because you might just be leaving your, 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 your community. Sometimes your, your whole, your whole faith based community, uh, your family of origin, it, it is very, very difficult work, certainly. Um, but sometimes you have to do it to save yourself because you're just not able to, uh, breathe and, and, and emotionally feel safe in these family units. So if you are struggling from your recovery from narcissistic abuse, if you have been, grown up in a family of origin where there was a narcissistic parent, you probably probably resonated with you everything that I said here. Uh, and if so, please do reach out. Love to help you along your journey to heal um, and, and get get the uh, the peace you deserve. It is certainly possible. It's hard work, but it's very much worth it. Um, just because you were projected on and made to feel certain ways, you don't have to continue to take that on, even if it was your family of origin. Uh, it's difficult to see your family of origin in this way, which is a lot of times why people don't uh, face it. But facing it is, and coming out of the denial of your family of origin is vital. So if you are struggling to do that, to come out of that denial, to heal your wounds, and, and, and ultimately to build a life where you're, you're, you're manifesting relationships that are healthy and functional, uh, Please do reach out. I'd love to help you. Uh, I can be reached at yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com. I um, 
I want to offer a free PDF of Dr. Judy's book. This is something that uh, Dr. Judy uh, Rosenberg uh, wrote. It's a book about her mind map system, which I work with to help people along the healing journey. Um, we do offer a free PDF. So anybody who's listening, anybody who's uh, struggling, please do reach out. I'd love to offer this to you uh, to kind of give you an idea of the system I use uh, that we use here at the, uh, at, the, at, at her psychological uh, healing center to heal individuals with childhood wounds, but ultimately to help you recover from abuse of any sort and specifically narcissistic abuse. So uh, thank you again for watching. Uh, feel free to like and share if you did uh, appreciate and, and resonate with this uh, uh, podcast. Thank you so much. All the best.